This is Comic Shadowheads, episode 373, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, May 11th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and this is episode 373. It's our Comic Reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, May 11th. Uh, This week, I uh, only had a chance to read five books, uh, predominantly because I just had eye surgery. Uh, Unfortunately, this does not mean that I will no longer have to wear glasses, but instead, I had an issue with my cornea, which has now been resolved, but as a result, I was not able to read much because after having eye surgery on Thursday, the last thing I wanted to do was strain my eyes. Um, by either looking at a computer screen, looking at a tablet screen, or looking at a printed comic. Uh, So there was a lot less reading going on this past week, so I got a chance to read five books. Thankfully, I think they were all good books. Uh, So let's take a quick look. But before we actually do, uh, sometimes I invert the order a little and instead look at the books I did not get a chance to read. Uh, I didn't get a chance to read the last issue of Batman from the New 52, issue number 52, the new issue of uh, Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the issue of Catwoman, Constantine the Hellblade, or Constantine, I don't even know how you pronounce it, uh, Earth 2 Society, Gotham Academy, Green Lantern Corps, Edge of Oblivion number 5, uh, new issue of Legends of Tomorrow. Still a steep price point, but you get so much content. Uh, Red Hood and Arsenal, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, Starfire, Swamp Thing, Donald Duck, Mickey Mouse, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Darth Vader, Deadpool, Gardens of Galaxy, Gardens of Infinity, Gwenpool number 2, Illuminati number 7, a uh, new issue of Silk, Ultimates, Uncanny Inhumans, Venom Space Knight, and Web Warriors. So with all of that having come out and me not having read it, what the hell did I read? Uh, I'm glad you asked. First up, we have Action Comics number 52. I actually was surprised that this book was a little bit different than I was expecting. Um, I love the cover with uh, Superman flying up. I don't love it, but I like the idea of it with Superman flying up and seeing a reflection in the in the uh, window of the pre-Flashpoint uh, version of Superman flying up as well. Um, the actual issue, we written by Peter J. Tomasi, who is fantastic. Artwork by Dale Eaglesham and Scott Eden, which are a great artistic team. Um, I really enjoyed most of this issue. I just thought the the big kind of moment of having the pre-Flashpoint Superman meeting our Superman of the New 52 would be a little bit different. Instead, we really don't get to see that um, as they quickly disappear and, um, sorry, Clark and his family quickly disappears as it's really more about this, you know, kind of um, the solar powered version of Superman, this reflection of him uh, confronting the regular Superman who is also dying. I did enjoy the issue. I just thought that we get a little bit more from this moment that I was really excited to see and instead it really wasn't part of the storyline. Like, it was almost incidental. Um, But that being said, Tomasi definitely wrote a good story and Eden and Eagle Sham did a great job in the artwork and um, I like how Superman's being written here. He almost feels a little bit more pre-Flashpoint-esque. Uh, and I like the, I actually do like the love story between him and Wonder Woman. When it's done right, and it actually feels like a real relationship, then there's love and respect there, then I think it's really solid. Um, when it isn't run, kind of written right, then I'm not as big a fan. Uh, so I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I, I thought it was actually quite an enjoyable read. And again, the artwork was great. Eagle Sham really... Uh, I mean, Eden did a great job too, but some of the sequences that Eagle Sham did really um, stood out. Uh, next up is All New X-Men number 9, part of the uh, Apocalypse War crossover. Uh, this is by Nick Dennis Hopeless, who was recently on the show a couple episodes ago, and Mark Bagley on art. Um, I really dug this. It was uh, kind of it started out kind of fun, uh, light, um, but 
you have Evan's birthday, but you also have him dealing with the, you know, who he is and and what his you know his future and past is at the same time. And then literally, we got to see a little bit more of that as uh, they end up uh, having some time travel. Um, I like the Beast is kind of almost haphazardly trying to do time travel. Um, so I, I thought this was it felt like you got a, a ton of content. It was really well written, a good kind of climactic ending. Um, I, I like the idea that we're having the extraordinary X-Men there kind of jaunt with apocalypses in the future. The all-new X-Men are in the past and the uncanny is in the present. So I thought I like that kind of concept that they're all kind of doing it in their own way, in their own kind of um, their own direction, their own time. Um, so I'm going to give uh, all-new X-Men number 9 a nice solid 8 out of 10. Uh, Hopeless and Bagley are just doing such a great job. It is tied with being the best X books, if not maybe squeaking out Uncanny. Uh, unfortunately, Extraordinary for me just uh, really lags behind. Uh, next up is All New All Different Avengers. This is issue number nine. Starts the new storyline. I love that all of the uh, All New All Different books have that little black bar um, saying, all, you know, All New Story in red. It says the name of the story in white, and then it starts now in red. I really think that's a smart way of marketing and um, developing these books. Um, this issue, overall, I enjoyed it a lot by Mark Wade and Mahmoud Azrar. Um, a lot of great characterization. The only thing that I think that didn't work for me as well was the vision, but it was definitely uh, explained away by the end, so you're able to kind of be okay with the fact that he was kind of being oddly written. Uh, there's a bunch of cliffhanger, not cliffhangers, a bunch of epilogues which kind of set up uh, different areas for the team and the fact that um, uh, they're going into space to help Nova, which I thought was really cool. Um, we got the, the daughter of Hank Pym here uh, and him and his first wife, which is a great concept and something I didn't even think of, but definitely is in the text. It's something that I'm not surprised that Mark Way would come up with. Um, I would not. Ex- I'd be. I wouldn't be surprised. Sorry, I don't know if I said that right, but I'm not surprised when we get something like this developed by Mark Wade or Fabian Nicieza or um, Kurt Busiek. I think that those these types of you know figuring out things in continuity, people other people may have missed or forgotten about completely, and then spinning them off into new directions, uh, is very much up their wheelhouse. And uh, I'm really a big fan of so far. Uh, I'm going to give the issue overall a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, next up is Black Panther number two. I really dug this. Um, I don't really know what happened with Shuri last, so I don't. Or, so I'm not really sure what's going on with uh, Black Panther's sister. That being said, the storyline itself is really interesting. It's written by a. No, I apologize. I know I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. Tanahisi Coates and artwork by Brian Stelfreeze. Um, very kind of clean artistic representation of, of Black Panther. Um, I like how the character is being written. How they're definitely delving into um, him himself and what T'Challa is kind of pushing, punishing himself for. What happened to his sister? Um, the idea of you know what's kind of going on in his nation. Um, there's just there's a lot going on here in terms of it not just being about. Uh, T'Challa as a ruler or as a, as a, an adventurer or as a superhero. It's a little bit of, of all those things, just like his, um, the previous run by Christopher Priest was back in, I guess, the late 90s, early 2000s. So I, I really dig this. I'm going to give it a nice solid 8 out of 10. And last but definitely not least is a new issue of The Vision. This is uh, issue number 7. Still sad this book's going to be ending at some point relatively soon. Um really really interesting and engaging uh kind of seeing what's happening here um 
seeing you know the vision dealing with the past uh seeing what happened with him in his relationship with Wanda how that kind of progressed um great series of flashbacks and uh kind of going through the vision's uh, entire kind of world and where he was at different points in his life um and what this all kind of means um why he would kind of purge his emotions etc um very very interesting just so good and i'm so sad that this book won't always be here because um I, I just I love it so much. It's so creepy but chilling, and the artwork is amazing. And Tom King is just killing it. And I'm just so sad that he can't write this book forever because um, it's just so different and it's so well done. Um, the artwork here is by guest artist uh, uh, was it uh, Michael Walsh? Yeah, it's just it's so good. Um, a very good kind of done in one, but also it just means so much for the greater scheme of these characters. So I'm going to give this issue another solid 8.5 out of 10. Uh, as again, it was just, it does not let up. It remains so fascinating and just a great exploration of the vision as a character. Um, this coming week, so uh, May 18th, we have a lot of new releases coming up, but some of the. Um, um, I'm not going to say some of the highlights necessarily, but some of the ones I'm most excited about is the new issue of Aquaman. Uh, we've got the second trade paperback of the new version of uh, Batman War Games. Uh, we've got the new issue of Dr. Fate. There's the Flash by Jeff Johns trade paperback volume two. Uh, we've got the Joker Endgame trade paperback. Um, Poison Ivy, Cycle of Life and Death, number five. Superman American Alien, number seven. I think it's the last issue. Superman Wonder Woman, number 29. I don't know if it's the last chapter or not of Final Days, but it's definitely coming up on the end. Uh, the last issue of Wonder Woman um, as part of the New 52, as well as the eighth hardcover and the seventh trade paperback. Uh, IDW has the launch of a new book called Archangel, number one. Biggest Bang, number one. Brutal Nature, number one. Um... We've got the Darnold Duck Hardcover Volume 1, Timeless Tales, Micronauts Number 2, uh, Star Trek Manifest Destiny Number 3, Starburst Shortkick Number 2. Uh, over at Image, we've got uh, Black Road Number 2, as well as a second printing of the first issue, New Issue of Invincible, which I have to embarrassingly say I've never read, but I've just recently started reading it from the beginning, and I'm enjoying it. I'm only a few issues in, but so far I'm enjoying it. For Marvel, we got The Only Wolverine Number 8. It's The Road to uh, Civil War Number uh, Road to Civil War 2. Uh, Astonishing Ant-Man number 8. We've got the All-New Inhumans trade paperback volume 1, Global Outreach. Uh, we've got the Civil War 2 number 0, which is also subtitled as part of the Road to Civil War 2. Uh, Deadpool, Last Days, of, Last Days of Magic. Deadpool, Mercs for Money. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, International Iron Man number 3, the first trade paperback of Howard the Duck called Duck Hunt. Uh, the fourth issue of Karnak by Warren Ellis. A uh, new issue of Old Man Logan. Uh, we've got the Marvel uh, Mighty Thor premiere hardcover, Thunder and Her Veins, Volume 1. New, new issue of Power Man and Iron Fist. Um, we've got the, the Silk Tree Paperback, Volume 1. It's called Sinister. Silver Surfer, Number 4. Spider-Man, Number 4, by, with Miles Morales. Spider-Woman, Number 7, uh, as we continue the Spider-Woman storyline. Uh, Spidey, Number 6. Squadron Supreme, Number 7. The Starbrand Tree Paperback, Volume 1, called New Universe. Star Wars Kanan Tree Paperback, Volume 2, First Blood. There's an upcoming omnibus collecting the first two collections of that book. New, new issue of Uncanny Avengers, of Star-Lord. And then we've got X. X-Men Rise of Apocalypse trade paperback. Uh, so that's all coming up this week, as I said, on the 18th of May.
So thanks again for joining us for this episode. It's been episode 373. We have some great stuff coming up in the next month, um, including uh, we have... We're going to have an issue, an episode with uh, Dan Abnett, which I recorded about a month ago, which will be coming out as episode 374. I'm not sure about the order of the next few episodes after that, but we are going to have episodes with Zeb Wells, um, Tony Bedard. Um, we also have an episode with um, Paolo Rivera. The, all three episodes have actually recorded them already, so they're just waiting to go. Um, we're going to have an episode coming up soon with Peter David that I'm super excited about, as well as an episode with John Semper Jr., um, those are two that I have not yet recorded. So uh, a lot of good interview stuff over the next uh, month and a half uh, as we go into the summer. Uh, so thanks again for joining us. You can catch us, or not catch us, you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll catch you next time with episode 374 coming out in just four short days as we talk with Dan Abnett. Thanks again. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.